0: It's funny because people will ask, like, "What's better, a video or a static image? Right? Or should I do this GIF?" It really depends on the audience. That's one of the most powerful things. And then partnering that with te- doing A/B tests to see, all right, with the audience that resonates with your with your product, with your service, what what messaging connects with them most.
1: everyone and welcome to another episode of the Go SoCal podcast. I'm your host, Katie Welch.
2: And I'm your host, Chris Mullally, and today we have an awesome interview subject, it's not an interview, it's more of a conversation, Danny Christian, who is our paid social manager. All right, let's get into it.
1: Well, Danny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate you hopping on today to talk about paid social. And so before we really get started, let's talk about what paid social is.
0: Yeah so paid social is sponsored or paid advertising on social channels. It can sometimes get confused with organic social but that is more of the, that's the free postings that you'd make on Instagram, Facebook, Um, that leans more into like the marketing side where you push over into the advertising side and that's where you get paid social. So if like the organic so just want to clarify everybody so
1: like the organics, like if you have a business page and you take, go outside and you take a picture of a new Vehicle on your lot, and you post it, that's different than having a posting it and having it sponsored or paid. Exactly. Okay.
2: But couldn't you essentially take a photo if you're some master photographer as well as a, a strong dealer and then run a paid ad through it? Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely
2: but like, most of the time, tell us a little bit about how you in general are working with clients in terms of what their needs are and what we're providing that's different than just them taking photos and putting them on their site and then maybe even try and run paid ads themselves.
0: Yeah, so what's really cool is, yes, they can do their own organic, but adding in that layer of paid, in addition to the following that they already are able to build on their social platforms, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, we add in paid social, and what that does is it gains you an even bigger following to new prospecting leads or customers.
1: I think that's the critical part yeah. is that with paid ads, you're getting a whole another, I guess, net of customers, but not a bigger net than just your ones that are gonna see it on your business page.
0: Yep, you cast that net, and then what's great is the leads or clients or customers that you bring in from your paid social They go in and then they are tied into your following now. That's going to see all of that organic social posting.
2: Awesome. Okay. So in in terms of paid social, what kind of platforms are we talking about?
0: So when we're talking paid social, like here at SoCal, we are currently doing meta. So meta ads includes Facebook and Instagram. We're actually also looking into TikTok right now, which is really exciting. Um, But then that also includes things in the space like LinkedIn, Pinterest. A lot of people forget about Pinterest.
2: Uh, One follow up from something you uh, said earlier, can you walk us through a little bit about how the process starts from the beginning of, okay, we're gonna offer you these services, then how does it get all the way to the page and get sponsored and everything?
0: Yeah, so one of the beginning things is first, we want to say, okay, cool. So you're running paid social. What is your goal? We want to find out what the goal is because to know the goal, we then can figure out based on your product or service and your goal, what is going to be your most relevant audience. That's one of the most important things when coming up with strategy, because you can have a great ad with great messaging, but if it's not in front of the right audience, then you're missing the point of what the customer is actually wanting or the client, right? So the first process is finding out that goal, finding out as much as you can about that service or product, and then coming up with your audience to build your strategy. And from your audience, then you want to add on messaging. When we talk messaging, we're talking about ad copy, we're talking about the creative assets itself, which could be video or static image.
2: And we provide all of that?
0: We do, yep, so SoCal in-house provides, um, we have production and graphic designers, so we're coming up with that. Um, all of those creative assets in-house, we are writing the ad copy, and then partnering with the client. we are able to take whatever organic social following they've already built with their Instagram accounts or their Facebook pages, and we serve those ads sponsored from their pages and accounts.
1: So what are some, like, maybe examples
0: of some very successful ads that you've seen that have worked really well for clients? It's funny because people will ask, like, what's better, a video or a static image, right? Or should I do this GIF? It really depends on... The audience—that's one of the most powerful things—and then partnering that with te- doing A/B tests to see, all right, with the audience that resonates with your with your product, with your service, what what messaging connects with them most. Video can be really, really great. Um, I always recommend a combination of doing both static and video because you've got you've got someone who's going to be connecting way faster scrolling through with a static image where other people it's more eye gripping to see moving images right Um, and the great thing about video is then that gives us additional audiences we can build because you can say all right anyone who's watched this video and you based on, you know, however much engagement you want to measure that by, 25% of the video, three seconds of the video. Then you're able to build an entire re-engagement or retargeting audience off of that. And then that continues to b- give you strategy to build a new ad set off of that audience and continue to push that lead down the funnel.
2: In terms of business owners, they're just getting started and understanding how audience works with these ads and how important it is, as you mentioned tw- a couple times now. Um, can you tell us a little bit about developing the audience, like for instance, like with a recent client or um, how, how that process goes?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you are first coming on, if you've not run paid social before, then we don't have, as much data to go off of, and so we start out pushing majority of the budget towards prospecting, casting that net to a more broad audience. With car dealerships, that's gonna be a lot of local campaigns, so we typically do a full, broad, local audience and cast that net. And then we will immediately go ahead and put a pixel on their site so that we begin tracking all website visitors and can start building retargeting audiences but there's also other ways to go ahead and start building re-engagement or retargeting audiences from the very beginning. Let's say they haven't had a Facebook pixel on their site, but they do already have established following and engagement on their social platforms. You can build audiences based off of anyone who's engaged in their Facebook or Instagram page in the last however many days. You can be granular with it and say, all right, it, I want to look at anyone who's engaged in a very specific way because that's gonna show more intent. So only people who have liked or only people who've followed. You're also able to dig into any kind of customer list that they've already collected in the past because while we might have not had the Pixel, um, their CRM is full of gold that we can use, right? And so I'll do an audit over the website maybe when a new client comes on and I'll see, oh, hey, look, they've already been taking signups for their newsletter. So even though the Pixel's not been on their site for the last 30, 90 days, they've got a whole collection of an interested leads that we can now retarget from the very beginning.
2: Nice, very fascinating. It
1: is a lot, that's pretty cool. Um, So you know a lot of dealers might be concerned about the cost of this. And you know, I know budget plays into a factor, you know, and so is to
0: run paid social, what is a good budget that you would recommend? Is there one? So there's not necessarily a number I always would start out with. Um, If any client came in and was concerned about budget, the first thing I would do is educate them about how much cheaper paid social is than traditional print. And I would find out how much, you know, what budget they're looking at within, what they need to turn a profit. And then we'd come up with this strategy Facebook and instagram on meta there's so much control where you can control the budget on a lifetime budget you can do it daily you can put caps on how much you want to pay per impression and you again have so much control over how granular or broad you want to get with your targeting and so we can say all right if you're only working with this much budget then let's let's go for maybe not the low-hanging let's go for the low-hanging fruit initially and then let's reevaluate when we've hit your goals this month, and see how much profit you've turned, and what more we can invest the next month.
1: See, I think that's the great thing about social is that it's so flexible, and you know, you don't have that with a lot of the other advertising
0: forms. Yep, you know, if you come in with ten dollars or fifty dollars, there is a strategy that we can build behind that for how much we can push your ad for that single day.
2: Um, speaking of scheduling. I we just had a podcast a couple months ago with um, Alex who's actually running the cameras today and one of the questions we asked him was timing scheduling how you how do you do it how does it work how does timing or scheduling work in terms of paid social in terms of where, when these ads are being um, sent out all that kind of stuff is there a big difference like t- just kind of give us a primer on that stuff
0: yeah so I'll compare it to like paid search because on paid search, you know, there is also a lot of control on scheduling your ads. Whereas on paid social, you can also schedule your ads. That is only something though that I typically look towards if we see huge peaks in where looking at the performance of whatever that product or service is, seeing if there is more interest and intent during specific days of the week, during specific times. Um, then we would consider putting them on an ad schedule, especially if they have a very limited budget. However, we typically don't want push towards that too often in paid social because it does better to have your campaign continually running than having things pause and unpause. That's because it can get pushed into a learning phase and then it has to start regenerating its learnings to be serving optimally because the great thing is um, on top of what strategy we're bringing to the table, Meta is using its own AI to help serve that ad and get the best performance possible.
2: Can I ask one follow-up on that?
0: Please do. What,
2: what did you <laughs> mean by learning? So, Educa- or is it, did you say education? I can't remember. Learning, learning. Yes. learning so
0: yep. you'll have, it when you put a campaign out there and, and have a campaign go live for the very first time, it's in the learning phase. And that is where the AI is, st- trying to start learning, all right, where is this ad getting the most engagement? What placements does it get more engagement when it's placed on a story, when it's placed in the newsfeed, et cetera, et cetera. It's also considering, all right, what audiences is this connecting to? And so the AI is starting to gather data on when and where it should serve your ad to get the best results. However, even if the campaign has already gone live, when you start making changes to the campaign, it has to learn again because now you've changed its conditions and now it wants to learn how the ad in its new conditions, whether you've changed your geo, whether you've changed your budget, whether you've changed something with the audience you're targeting, it then wants to learn how in the new conditions it can deliver optimal performance that is
1: really fascinating it's very
2: cool that
0: is like it's crazy i
2: like to know that the ai is your friend it's trying to work for you
0: yes and you want to go with the tide not against it so we are very much partnered with what the ai best practices are so there's different
1: ad types um you know for social can or paid social campaigns what are the ad types and i guess in your opinion and this probably goes back to, well, you know, it depends on your audience and yep. who you're marketing towards. Is, but in your opinion, like, what is
0: the most effective ad type? So there are different ad types. You start, you've got, like, single image or video. There's also carousel. Um, carousel ads we use a lot for, they're great for e clients or a legion client, legion clients like automotive, where an catalog like where you'd want to have that scroll through catalog experience that's where a carousel is really really effective Um, carousel ads are also really great for if you're wanting to show something on a large concept so you can if it's not like a catalog but you say have a really cool um, concept where you want to take an image and split it into three individual images to kind of show it on a wider Mm -hmm. scape And then you also have, if you realize that you've got more um, engagement from a mobile audience and that's where the majority of your engagement's coming from, it's good to consider collection ads. Those are specifically designed for mobile experience. I always recommend a combination, um, especially if not running a combination the entire time, at least running a combination from the very beginning to see what's resonating with your audience. Typically multiple variations of those static or carousel or collection ads will resonate, but also it gives you that opportunity to see if one is doing better than the other, then you can always readjust your strategy for the next month.
2: Are there any, like, strange trends that you've noticed? For instance, like, at a previous company I worked at, we did this A-B test on button color. It was, like, a red or a green or blue, and we tried to get the click-through rate on that. And it was kind of interesting. It was mere percentages, but you could tell a difference. Are you noticing any weird things that are very helpful for clients? Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's wild because... As simple as changing a color, you can see a huge difference in engagement. Also, sometimes it might not be as much of a needle pusher, but even the little bit of percent adds up. Um, One thing that we've seen is the difference of simply adding an emoji to your ad copy. You wouldn't think having the same exact ad copy with or without an emoji would make a difference, but it does. Now, it's not substantially across the board, but about 80% of our campaigns that are running with emojis perform better. However, there are still some of those clients where the audience engages better without them. And so that's why it's great to A-B test that on every single one. It yeah, it's w- interesting about the emojis, I know we've talked about email yeah. marketing before. Yeah, exactly, and totally brought- and, you know,
1: we've talked with, about using emojis like in the subject line, the yep. preview lines and things, and how that affects the open and click-through rates, which I think is just, it's, like you said, it's really fascinating, it, something as simple
0: as like an emoji. Yeah, True. Um. a recent test we just did also was in the description of the ad, we would include the price of a vehicle when you're scrolling through a catalog. So we tested yes. instead of showing the price, just putting tap for price, and so the lead would want to go to the website to be able to learn more about the price this is great for if you're not wanting price to scare a potential lead away because you have financing options on your site or and the price might not be as black and white and so you want to guide them through the process softer
1: yeah
0: Um, that's a great option for that we tested that out and in all 10 all for all 10 clients we tested it we didn't only see higher engagement but higher conversions overall that's interesting too
2: um, as you know, we've constantly been growing as an agency. And even though our roots are in automotive, we're getting more and more non-automotive clients. We're happy to work with all these new clients. Um, have you noticed that there's any kind of difference in terms of, do you like, do you have an experience with a campaign of a non-automotive client that would be different than automotive? If there's any kind of distinction you can see between both of them when you're doing paid social?
0: Yeah. So one thing when you're going out of non-automotive is you are out of special ad category as long as it's also not um like if it's not related to anything else that is credit related or leasing related or political then you're not in a special ad category special ad category does have its limitations to avoid any kind of discriminative targeting so that's part of uh, meta's protection policy so let's say that you are instead um Trying to advertise socks, your sock company, then you no longer fall into that category, and so you are able to run special. Um, you're able to run additional audiences like lookalike audiences. Lookalike audiences mm-hmm. are actually not allowed for special ad categories, but that's fine because we get to get more creative with our targeting. But it can open up some possibilities if you are not limited by a special ad category, and additionally. Um, that can involve a different strategy shift because you might not be a local campaign, which is a whole new strategy. Now, if we are advertising for a dentist office, that's still local, and there's going to be some similarity there. But if we move over into a service or product where you can distribute that on a much broader level, like say you're serving the whole US, um, then that's a huge shift in strategy going out of local to a full broad targeting where you want to get even more at that point if you have a smaller budget, more strategic with how you're gonna best spend that budget. because And that's where you might notice, okay, I'm targeting the whole US, but I'm seeing that the majority of my leads are coming from these five states. And that's where you can shift strategy to be yeah. instead exclude the states where you aren't seeing engagement and start pushing more of your budget towards the places where you are.
2: You just had to mention socks because now I'm thinking all the cozy things of winter. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it
0: definitely feels like
1: winter out today with the rain. I, used I, I've had a, I had a client who sold
0: socks, so I was, just, okay. I was like, what's one of my non automobile clients I've had?
1: That's awesome. So if a business is just trying to get into paid social, what would be some tips and advice that you would give them?
0: One of the biggest things is making sure that they are actively pouring into their social uh, their organic social there are clients who get really excited about it but they don't have an Instagram or Facebook account you can run without one however it's a but a much better user experience if you are, are still investing in your organic social on those accounts and again you're wanting to take full advantage of what paid social can do for you and like we mentioned earlier it does pour those that you know prospecting audience will eventually funnel down and you can gain following in your organic social um, content. So that's where I would absolutely encourage if you are interested and you don't have a Facebook or an Instagram, go ahead and start establishing a following there as well. Don't feel like you have to do that first, but I would prioritize that and make sure that you are also um, actively engaging with your following on there and actively posting on there as much as possible while communicating with the agency who's running your paid paid advertising or if you're doing it in-house, making sure that that branding and messaging is cohesive and all the goals are aligned.
2: Definitely, Um, two quick final questions. Maybe maybe you have one as well. Um, The first one for me is early on you mentioned TikTok. Yes. What What can you tell us? What do you know?
0: So, with TikTok, it is a great platform to look at if you are a really invested in either posting that organic content where you are um, you're actively have a lot of production that you're going to be putting out, or if you've got a great production team for your paid social, which we have a great production team here at SoCal. It is really great if you are pushing a product or service that resonates with a younger audience between, like, when you're looking at Gen Z to millennials. Um, especially if you're looking to market between the ages of 18 to 32, TikTok is a great social channel to look at.
2: Awesome, but no one's doing anything yet. But it's it could be on the horizon.
0: It could be on the horizon. Look out for it. Awesome. 2023. Exciting. That'll
2: be a good follow up.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, TikTok, you know, since the pandemic, I mean, everybody really got into TikTok and Yeah. We know, did our share too. We did our share economy. and we're still trying to keep our marketing sure. TikTok up. If you're not following, make sure you go follow us. Yep. Go so <laughs>
2: Uh, can I do one more? Yes. And then, okay. Going back, circling back to the very beginning. What is paid social media? What is not? What is like the one misconception of paid social?
0: I think the biggest con- misconception is people do think paid social they'll think, oh, I'm gonna go on your I'm gonna go on your Instagram page and I'm gonna be able to see what your paid social ads are. And the ad placements are not actually gonna be on your account page. That leans into that organic social again. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions of what it is. Yeah. And then I think that sec- second misconception can just be, oh, I'm already post. I already, I'm posting here. Like I can just post an ad on my Instagram, and that that will be fine. Like I can just do it myself and and post on my Facebook page, and that'll be enough. And I think the misconception is, n- while that is absolutely encouraged, and that's great for maintaining the following you have, and will still bring in some new following, it's much stronger to partner your organic social with paid social to cast a much broader net and bring in even more leads and clients and customers.
1: I think that's really interesting you mentioned that. I mean, I've heard that with people, you know, oh, why can't I see my paid social ad on my Facebook my business page and it's like well because it doesn't live there that's not where it lives
0: yep someone's seeing it when they're clicking through stories yeah and it's popping up someone's seeing it when they're scrolling down on their feed and they're looking at Thanksgiving photos and then all of a sudden they yep. see that you're having a Black Friday deal at your dealership and they are now engaged and they've got a click
2: I think I speak um, on behalf of both of us the We've waited a long time to have you on the podcast. We're so excited and we definitely, I especially learned a lot. Did oh, you? yeah, for sure. The for terminology sure. and Yeah, the, the whole
1: learning thing. That was really interesting to yep. me. I had not, didn't know that. So That's really cool.
2: I hope you enjoyed being with Thank us. Thank you all so much for having <laughs> me. Yes,
1: we really appreciate you being <laughs> long on Long time in the making. Yes. <laughs> Worth the wait. 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Well, Again, Danny, thank you so much for being here. And as always, thank you for watching or listening to us wherever you are. We really do appreciate your support.
2: Keep tuning in. See you around.